Well, hello and welcome to the DCUK podcast. This is season four and it's episode five. And as always, I'm your host, James Graham. As you'll see, alongside me on that side is Daniel. He's back. Say hello, Daniel. Hey, so uh, I have to say, you know, um, for, for the first time in this millennium, DC United has gone back-to-back wins at the start of the season. How incredible is that? <laughs> not just back-to-back home, not back-to-back wins, but back-to-back opening clean sheets. And I think with a stat as dumb as that, you know, uh, with people saying like first time this century, I think you have to say first time this millennium. Uh, it just sounds that, better, that doesn't it? Has, has done that. Um, but no, you know, aside from that, like feels really good having six points on the sheet, number two in the East. Um, in a world that seems to be going wrong on all sides. The yes. most normal thing right now, not only not only is DCU, you know, among the leaders in the East, you've got Arsenal top four. Oh, they're back in, are they fourth? They're fourth. Oh, that, that's where they belong. That's 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 about the normal most normal thing that uh, I, I can like really touch on these days. Uh, in 99 days, I'm getting married, and then um, who who knows after that? So uh, with with DC winning and Arsenal in the top four, I'm just feeling so so good right now. How about you? How are you doing? I mean, I mean, my team didn't exactly do well, so that's back to normal. We got beat four uh, one against Sheffield United, so yeah, back to normality, back to uh, crappy away form. But but I'm just looking at the league table. We're currently eighth in the table we're sat on 55 points we've got a game in hand on Blackburn who uh, are on 58 points so we can move up to seventh at the very least but you know we'll see what happens Chris Wilder who's our current uh, manager who used to be manager of Sheffield United when they went from League One all the way up to the Premier League he's done he's done a really good job and I, I can't argue with it he's helped us beat Manchester United, he's helped us beat Tottenham Hotspur. He's going to help us beat Chelsea in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. He's going to take us to Wembley. Yeah. But that's Billingsborough. That's good. And that's Millsborough. But, you know, we're here for DC United. Um, but before we get too much into the show, um, just want, obviously want to mention the District Ultras charity thing that they're doing. So they're raising money um, to help go towards the Special Olympics. Um, so go and hit hit their Twitter up, hit their Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is. Um, go and have a look at their raffle, their donation page. Um, there is, um, we've donated a DCUK Cherry Blossom jersey um, into that. So go and bid on it. Um, go and yeah. help raise some money for a well-deserved cause. So go and do that. Um, but, you know, should we crack on with the show? Yeah, and, and I just want to say, you know, sort of aside from, you know, the cherry blossom kit that that's up uh, for grabs, uh, there's just all sorts of really cool stuff. There is um, just all sorts of signed memorabilia, uh, pictures, and, you know, just stuff. It's, it's yeah. really cool. It is a uh, buffet of DC United history. Uh, also, shout out to DC United with Pride uh, having 
one of their LGBT kits up for grabs, uh, along with uh, some That's other a signed one as well. Yeah, so uh, th- just a really cool uh, thing they're doing. Um, and yes, benefits Special Olympics. And yeah, shout out to the Ultras. Yeah, it's, a, it's something that they do every year. And I'm just glad we can finally, as DCUK, be a part of that as well and actually help towards raising some money for, like I said, a well-deserved cause. Um, onto the show, as always, for this season, we start off with guest DC Who. Now, if you're watching and you're listening and you're thinking, it's just James and Daniel, where's Tom? Well, unfortunately, he's not able to join us. He's stuck at work and he's not home, but you never know. He might suddenly join us. You never know, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, he's going to miss out on this, though. So I am just going to get the player up on screen for everyone at home and for you, Daniel, so you can see who we're looking at. Um, I'll take away the subscribe and like, but if you could do that right now, that'd be tip top. Um, so that's the player. So you can see he's an outline and let me just get that page up so this player was born in Dallas, Texas in on June 14th 1990 so he's younger than me and that says uh, that says a lot he started so he won the uh, Parade Boys Soccer National High School Player, Player of the Year in 2008 I am genuinely reading this straight off his Wikipedia page. Um, And then he signed for Club Bruges in Belgium. Yeah, so he started off his career in Belgium. After the 2009 Under-20 Men's World Cup, he was sold to Mainz, who was was, uh, being managed by current Chelsea boss Thomas Tuchel. So he actually spent some time with uh, Thomas Tuchel, or Tuchel, uh, depending on which way you want to pronounce it. Um, He played there for three and a half years, mostly appearing for the reserve team. Uh, Then it was announced on July 3rd that he'd been picked up by DC United in a waiver draft. He made his debut on July 27th against New England Revolution. He started, played 79 minutes, but we lost 2-1. He scored his first goal, in the following month um, after netting a pass from Connor Doyle now there's a blast from the past yeah Connor Doyle um, he is re- this player has represented the USA at under 17s under 20s and under 23 levels but he's not made a full senior US men's national team appearance he played for DC United 68 times in total scoring 5 goals he spent some time on loan at Richmond Kickers and he has retired in 2018. So he retired at the age of 28. Wow. So fairly young to retire. Yeah. Um, and he has one honour to his name, which he won the US Open Cup in 2013. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he is. <laughs> a mid- he's a midfielder. Okay. Gosh, both a, a great, good, kind of a great achievement that year uh, on on an awful, awful season. Um, man. Yeah. I'm having trouble with this one. I'm trying to remember that 2013 squad. and, and you, do, you, you do really want to remember that squad, do you? Yeah. 
2014 and 2012 were okay. It's just um, a little bit. That, that one. Um, man. Okay. I'll, so, I'll, any wild open uh, opening thoughts on it? Uh, you know, I this is one of those things where I'm going to have to, like, try and spend some time in my mind palace yeah, while, while the show goes on, but I I probably don't even have a clue. I will... <laughs> Attack the midfield and play, play for the club. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, we'll come back to that later on in the show. We'll see what, if you've had any wild thoughts about it and if you can come up with any guesses. But as always, during the show, if you've got any questions whilst we're doing this live, feel free to pop them in the chat. We'll get to them as and when we see them. Um, so don't worry if we haven't seen it straight away, but we will get to them as always. Um, right. Back to the main order of the show, news. So first up, I mean, we've seen since the very beginning of the of the of this season that you've been able to wear the DC UK jersey with a lot of pride, and it's beautiful yeah. to see. Yeah, but you know what? I finally got it. I finally got DC United's 2022-2023 jersey, and it's not only just the official authentic jersey uh, for the first time ever i got the name and number printed on the back so that that sweet personalization i love it it is beautiful I'm, I'm happy to say i was i was somewhat involved in kind of those those early days in 19 uh helping yes. out with uh, some pub quizzes and filling in any way i could but uh man those were those were good times oh it's just it's nice to have that it's, yeah. it's just like you know what i need to do i need to get dc uk on the back of my shirt and put the uh that it all began 2019 so that's that but weirdly i tweeted it and what the hell because it's currently sat because i look at the analytics on it because you know i'm sad like that um and I looked at it earlier, it was sat over almost 18,000 views. Yeah. I was just like, it's, what? It's, it's the, uh, you know, crypto, you know, sort of wave right now. And in fact, I think like the reason why so many celebrities and brands are like kind of jumping on that these days is because it is so wildly hot that like, you know, that is a viable strategy to, I don't even think a lot of these people are, are honestly like in it, you know, yeah. some, some are, some are definitely throwing around, you know, crazy money around with that, but you know, they, it is a huge thing for their brand and, and the visibility uh, just from these weird, you know, NFT Ethereum accounts uh, going around. I, yeah. The, the second they even sniff something, uh crypto like people just jump on it it's just it's bizarre because it's yeah. like i said i was genuinely blown away because it was just like okay so people retweeted fine no worries then start kicking up a bit and then people from sort of who are interested in xdc and the zin mm -hmm. the Zinfin network i think it's based on yeah it just kicked off on that and it's just suddenly just exploded and i'm like I didn't sign up for this. This is a bit <laughs> mental. My phone's oh, gone. My, my phone had gone. Need, I mean, it's not quite as mad as when I tweet, 
I don't know whether you remember last. Uh, when did Biden get sworn in? Was it 2020 or 2021? That was 21. So, la- so January 2021, I did the video of Wayne Rooney scoring, yep. of putting that ball in and did it as uh, the presidential race. And then that just went absolutely mental. I, I wasn't, there was thousands of likes and hundreds of retweets and everything. That was just crazy but you know that's how it's felt over the last couple of days when since i've had the shirt um but yeah so there's that uh other bits of news on my list uh bill hamid comes a fop mob goalkeeper of the week for the second week in a row after his uh six save clean sheets um so he made one more save than the week before (laughs) so still we've not conceded through the back yet which is a bit of a weird feeling for us at the moment i think yeah, and we'll we'll get into it, but he put in uh, kind of a I would say Tim Howard esque performance uh, against Cincinnati. I, you know that credit to them, and, and we will dive into this. Uh, but they, uh, while you know they they lost, uh, they rebounded in in quite a way, and it was one of those games that you know uh, if a call goes one way or another, like that could have been. Uh, a, a much different result. So, uh, yeah. yeah, credit to them, but credit to Bill for just being an absolute madman between the sticks. Uh, you know, he is really kind of that difference maker right there. Yeah, he really is. Uh, just a quick shout out to uh, Carlos Duran, who's just subscribed to the YouTube channel. Hey. Thank you very much. Um, other bits of news, news that came out today. Today, that's Andy Nahar has signed his multi-year contract. So he signs until the end of 2023, and we've got the option for 2024. This was rumoured um, over the, sort of the last week or so, and it's now been made official. Happy days. The lad's got what he needs and what he deserves. Yeah. And the club has got what they need and what they deserve because they've got a fantastic player who had an awesome 2021. And... and, and- I just saw, uh, or you know, they they had his um, player profile in the announcement, and I, you know, I it's a testament to like how good he has always been, but just how young he was, kind of breaking out uh, yeah. into MLS and then over in Europe. Uh, you know, he's only twenty eight years old. Like that is, um, you know, that's kind of like the target prime age for players and so having him uh get this nice multi-year contract uh with an option um is is super good and and i'm thrilled that he signed and we get to enjoy more of him uh yeeting defenders uh so i'm happy for that oh when you say that just that that video of him nutmegging <laughs> yeah. Blaze Matweedy yes. and then doing a pirouette. Yep. It's just like, oh, what a day that was. What a game. He just, I don't think he could do much wrong, except his haircut. I'm not particularly pleased with the... <laughs> The, white the and blue streak yeah um it's a variation on a theme you know you you yeah. had uh players kind of going with the the frosted tips uh oh. last season the, they need to bring the, that back every time you, if you score your first goal of the season you have to get frosted tips yeah 
<laughs> that great blizzard uh, of of. <laughs> 2021 um you know i <laughs> i you know hey he's a guy who is making a statement in his career right now uh so you know what just go for it make get yourself known get yourself out there uh let people know that that you're just one of the best right now yeah i mean to be fair he's in his prime age as well for yeah being at the height of his game so fair play to him um other bits uh and I mean, news, kind of news, but it's just a little statistic I wanted to bring out because, you know, last year, Golo Kamara was all all about his minutes per goal because he was insane last year. Yeah. And he's just carried on this year because, you know, he's been coming off the bench. He's been banging the... He's banged two goals in in two games. And that's equated to, so far, a goal every 28 minutes. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, best start of the millennium for DC United, and then um, probably a, a another golden boot performance by our our bench striker. So <laughs> I I love it. It's it's um it's just jokes. I I love it. Um, no, that this uh Man, I, I, you know, the season's still young, but, uh, you know, there's probably a hunger in him, especially, you know, with, with the fact that DC United was kind of shopping him around, um, over the, over this transfer window, um, there, you know, I, in one way or another, he's either, you know, staking a claim here in DC, or he's like, Hey, you know, I'm going to make the most of wherever, you know, you know, how, how this shakes out with where he goes next. So, um, you know, if that, if that just keeps getting goals for DC, uh, if he keeps that up that, you know, I can't be mad at it. I'm, I'm super grateful. Uh, I mean, that's a great uh, little comment from Stu that Ola's clearly going for that Ronnie Rosenthal super subtitle. I mean, yeah. if you if you don't know Ronnie Rosenthal, just go and look back at football in the nineties. Then you'll know who uh, Stuart is on about right there. But uh, and then other bit of news that I did see, and it's not related to DC United, um, and it's related kind of to one of our rivals, um, and a player who used to play for um, the New Jersey Pink Cows, uh, Bradley Wright Phillips, has announced his retirement. Um, oh wow! Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he's had a, I wouldn't say he's had a fantastic career because, you know, he was, is the son of Arsenal legend, Ian Wright. Mm-hmm. Um, he had his time at Man City, didn't really take off there, st- spent a bit of time in the lower league, in league football with Plymouth, with Bristol City, with Brentford, with Charlton Athletic, eventually moving over to MLS with, um, with the Red Bulls. But you know what? He found his he found his home, and he had he had a great time at Rebels. And you know, if he ended up at DC, I don't think any one of us would have argued that he's a proven goal scorer at MLS. And uh, yeah. I've just got to say, fair play, good good career, um, deserves his legendary status at um, at those guys. But you know, um, as an Englishman. He, he, he's had a good career so fair play Bradley Ray Phillips 
Yeah, uh, he's one of those guys um, I, I always feared in a respectful way uh, when mm. whenever he was, you know, either, you know, in D.C. or, or you know, we were away in New Jersey. Uh, he was a guy that just, you know, kind of up there with like CJ Sapong, where like yeah. he was a guy I would just like kind of have my eye on all the time during the game and, and just seeing, you know, it was never really a case of like if, but when uh, with him a lot of times. So yeah, yeah no, that great, great player. And, you know, uh, it's really, it's nice that he found a place uh, where he flourished um in mls he gave his all uh and and that is you know that's a great um that's just the ideal player to have uh who comes to mls um and and just has a resurgence in his career so you know aside aside from the you know usual european (laughs) or you know with with the europeans who come for their their smoke break uh pre-retirement party um you know, it, it, it's wonderful seeing players like him who come in and take it seriously. And then, yeah, in, in a way, uh, completely um, put their careers on a pedestal there. So, yeah, that's great. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's that's it from the news, really, um, which leads us into taking a look back at the last game that we had, which was uh, against FC Cincinnati. So a game that's was a bit of a mixed bag. We walked out with three points somehow. Um, and that was thanks to a 98th minute or 97 minutes and 58 seconds to be exact penalty from uh, Gola Kamara. Um, Nyman sent off at the TQL for a second year in a row. Really doesn't like that stadium, does he? I, he he is, um, he's a mystery to me. Uh, especially after that, uh, where he is a guy who, you know, I've, I've always uh, really liked his presence. Um, I think, you know, he's young and, and uh, he's going to make those rash decisions and, and, you know, maybe put that boot a little high, maybe put those studs out a little bit, but um, you know, it's, it's a learning experience and um, I don't know, it's a young season and hopefully he can kind of, you know, calm that down a little bit. Um, I still, you know, he's he's a good quality midfielder. Uh, you know, I'm I'm excited for Canals to come back and to see how those two uh, pair together. Um, and and you know, no no knock to Skundrich, but you know, it's just I want to see Canals uh, back and and just see a solidified midfield there. Um, but you know, yeah. Uh, kind of kind of weird yeah <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely um as you mentioned at the top of the show so the first time we've won our opening two fixtures since 1999 yeah. or as dave johnson put it we're gonna party like it's 1999 <laughs> and burn sure did <laughs> he sure did if you've not seen the clip <laughs> Get yourself on over on uh, Instagram. I think I don't know whether the tweet. I think they tweeted it as well. It, he was I, absolutely loving it, wasn't he? Oh man, I can't even. That is um, wholly original, and and um, I, I'm going to petition Epic to put that in Fortnite or something because that is <laughs> a uh, that's just a fantastic. That's going to be remembered. I mean, you know, I, I, we're definitely that that whole gif is just going to get lots of play. 
in the supporters group chat. So I'm I'm excited. Just uh, you know, and and man, credit to Burnbaum. Uh, he's he's really loving his football right now, as they would say. And yeah. uh, I think he's he's a great presence in the locker room. He's kind of one of those glue players who's really keeping everyone kind of in the game. Uh, and yeah, I, I I'm just excited to see more from him this year. Yeah, definitely. Um, last bit on it in terms of headline stats. It's no. the third time in a row, third game in a row we've scored from a penalty. Yeah, <laughs> so going on from from the end of last season. We've had three penalties in a row and we scored. But no team in MLS history has scored four four penalties in four games. So if we get a penalty against Chicago and Gola Kamara steps up and <laughs> takes it in the 97th minute and 58 seconds again, that's that's history made right there. Hopefully it's a little sooner, maybe around, you know, yeah. the 75th minute or something like that, um, you know, comes in. Yeah. You know, either gets gets knocked in the box or another handball. Uh, you know, because mostly mostly because of the fact that you got you got to keep that average time down. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. So you know, if we can have like a goal every ten minutes from it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, every twenty eight minutes, I'll start. I'll be very season. happy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, uh, there are so many facets to that game that, um, you know, like I said earlier, uh, a call here or, you know, whatever really sort of, um, determined how that game turned out. Um, but aside from that, you know, a really smart adjustment that, uh, Lasada made was he kind of put the Lasada system on the back burner. Uh, he, he, you know, at halftime, uh, he took, you know, took them off the three back and brought in kind of a very, very familiar, uh, four, two, three, one, uh, situation. Um, and what was really interesting about that is that, um, you know, not only did it kind of create a little, uh, you know, a bit of comfort for DC, you know, in sort of just being in a familiar place, I guess, mentally, uh, mm. it allowed them to kind of stretch the field more than they had uh, with the the five midfielders. Uh, for whatever reason, um, they were a little more confident moving the ball up. And, you know, credit to Brad Smith, who, who had some uh, good work in that game. Um, I think the, the team just, yeah, they, they adjusted. And they did really well with that adjustment. So uh, yeah. super happy about that. But this was a game that was so tight. And yeah, I'm, I'm interested to hear what you think of it. Well, I mean, the first half that we had, there was two clear cut chances where we could have been 2-0 up at halftime. Yeah. Um, as you rightly mentioned there, Brad Smith, he had, a, he had a good game. He certainly did. He didn't really put much wrong, apart from that effort where, you know, um, he really should have one got a shot off quicker and actually tested the keeper because I think it was blocked and then it fell to Griffin Neo who had the rebound which was then cleared off the line yeah um, so there was that opportunity which we should have really put away um, and then there was the effort from Eddie Flores and Eddie Eddie well he shredded he... the corner flag <laughs> it I was think... horrendous he, I think he was surprised 
just by how open he was. I think that was just yeah. one of those moments where I he held it for a step too long uh, yeah. for whatever reason. And um, I think he kind of surprised himself just by how much space he had to work with. Because, um, you know, a, a lot of times it, DC does not get that easy breakaway. That's not really That's something true. you see with this team. Uh, there's just, you know, they tend to get the ball up and then um, their their key is kind of, key, you know, playing that high press and getting posi- uh, position back, you know, high up the pitch. So uh, I think just in that sort of realm, he was not sort of used to that or, or you know, um, I don't know, but like I that was that was a howler if, if you've ever if there's ever been one, um, just oh, ran just, too close, too close to the keeper, put it way sideways and just, just a bad, bad attempt. But yeah. <laughs> I, when you got that, when you got that close, I was expecting him to just dink it over the keeper. Yeah. Just, just, yeah. yeah. But if he was able to use his right foot, he could just put it in the far corner, just curled it in. Yeah. But no, he's he's only got a left foot. And what's annoying me more than anything is I want him to do to do well this year. Mm-hmm. But so far in the two, opening two games, he really just has not done anything. And he's our DP. And it's yeah. just like, right, something's got to change and something's got to change quickly because summer's coming up and it, and another window mm-hmm. and that will come around very quickly taxis coming in which might happen sooner on some rumors we've i've seen online um might happen yeah. in the next few days but I'll, no. I'll, I'll have it known that when i set my twitter handle status to we want taxi that's when the rumor started so yeah. um I, I won't i won't say that i've had a hand in this but I have a feeling it's going to happen. It's it uh, if things are ha- it feels like it's this well generally speaking like the background of the of our show today. There's no smoke without fire. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. should be the, that should be the show it's, title. There we go. Oh, why didn't I do that? <laughs> Damn it. Um, yeah, and you know, uh, you know, I I may have been a little overexcited on Estrada uh cuz you know I he had a good not, first game. Yeah, good first game but you know kind of kind of a little bit out of it in the second game. So um I don't know. Uh, I'm not going to put too much blame on him. Mainly no. because he didn't get a lot of service in the in that no. first half. And, and that was rough. Yeah. And I looked at the um stats before the show and the pass and breakdown and the average positions of each player. Mhm. Griffin Yao was more central than Estrada. Yeah. Now that shouldn't happen. Griffin Yao is a wing player. Yep. He should not be playing through the middle. Um, whilst Estrada was on was primarily on the left side. So that kind of shows you what Estrada was trying to do just to get the ball. Yeah. So I can't I can't blame Estrada too much. Um yes, he was taken off and you know. Tomorrow came on and netted the penalty, and yeah, somehow we walked away with um, three points. Um, as Dave Johnson said, "Fire up that bus, <laughs> start the engines." I oh. love Dave so much. He is—he's a, a treasure, 
and yeah i love it yeah he is <laughs> such a legend um but yeah um if you guys out there have got any thoughts on that game i know we're a little bit after it now um but do let us know um if you watched it brilliant let us know what you thought of it did you stay up to the 98 well the 101st minute i think it was when the full-time whistle blew it was a long game yeah it was a long old game but not as long as the rsl seattle match where they had a two-hour weather delay um last weekend i can't 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 imagine doing that again because i know we've had some weather delays especially when you end up playing down in orlando Floridians and their weather <laughs> anyway next next up as you can probably tell from, again from the show title the fact that you, you can see half the badge underneath me right now um, we do have Chicago Fire who've changed the what feels like their badge for the third time in three seasons because you know they just can't seem to stick on anything right now um, but some the little new bad, the new one's fine it's good I like, I like um, the new one yeah, yeah. That last um, one that they had. Yeah. Oh, that was horrendous. <laughs> what I mean, who thought of that colour scheme of dark blue, dark red, and yellow? Dark yellow? Yeah. No. Um, man. Uh, I don't, yeah. It, I, when I, when I first saw it, like the reference I made was it looked like uh and and i don't know how many people would be familiar with this but it looked like the magic the gathering uh, oh, i think the, i remember you mentioned that actually yeah and and yeah i was like man that is so if it wasn't for like kind of the difference in colors like it was wildly close uh to that um but yeah no this one's clean it's bright uh it, it is um directly identifiable yeah. as chicago um doesn't really play with the fire motif which i think is kind of better for it um because chicago's just a city with a a lot of identity and and you know kind of playing off the uh flag uh that that logo just it shines a lot more than what they've worked with before yeah i mean to me it's it has a feel of their original logo Yep. as well um and to me that as you rightly say it's identifiable as the chicago brand yeah. so yeah clean nice can't argue with it <laughs> excuse me <coughs> plummet i still got that cough it's nearly the nearly gone now though um so some stats about uh this game at the weekend it is on a saturday evening um Oh, really need to get rid sort the colors out i should test these things before going live uh, but it is on march 12th so it is on saturday evening um 7 30 uh eastern time which obviously will mean 6 30 p.m for you daniel uh 12 30 over here in the uk uh yeah it's it's gonna That's be a late one it's a yeah. rough one but i'm spending it up in the northeast with my family so okay. It'll be. It's going to be a nice weekend. So we'll. Uh, but I'm still going to watch it, obviously. Um, so it is at Audi Field. So as it is at home, and from the weather report, it is going to be a cold one. It's uh, from some of the chats that I have seen. It's going to be reminiscent of the uh, Atlanta game back in 2019, and mm-hmm. that was. And I remember again watching that and seeing the weather and it was cold it was wet it was windy it just looked horrendous uh yeah glad i'm not gonna 
have to suffer through that. I'm just looking at the temperature. Yeah. So it looks as it's going to be like minus two, minus three degrees Celsius. Yep. With a, no, so that's the actual temperature, but the real feel, so what it actually feels like is around minus 11, minus 12. Hey, you know, uh, I tell you what, I think I think they're they're pretty used to that up in Chicago. So, you know, they should be feel right at home uh, with that. But, uh, yeah. you know, D.C., uh, the the weather factor is always wild, like, you know, particularly in the spring, how I remember it, um, you'd you'd have it all over the place. Uh, so, you know, I, I think, you know, these players, they should show up just fine. Um, it's a home match uh, for what it's worth. I'm expecting a win. And I think based on uh, recent results for Chicago with, uh, who was it, Orlando and uh, Miami, um, yeah. not be, you know, not scoring against them, but also not conceding any goals, um, yeah. you know, could be weird, but, you know, kind of looking at who they have in terms of weapons, it's, it's one of those things where you can't quite, uh, you, you can't really determine anything from those results. And if you sort of underestimate them, uh, this could be kind of like one of those punch in the mouth games. Uh, so hopefully with, uh, you know, uh, with a form that that Hamid is on, and hopefully, if just the team operates better in transition, um, it's it's going to be a test. And and yeah. I'm I'm excited, but you know it is a home game. The Audi Fortress is strong, uh, so I'm I'm excited to see how this goes. It should be yeah. a fun game. It should be. Um, just a couple of things on head to head. We're unbeaten in the last three matches against Chicago as well. So we've, I think it's one, two and drawn one. So pretty good recent record. Um, We've won seven of the last nine at home against uh, Chicago as well. So really good record at home. We've only drawn one and lost one. Um, And then I've just made a point about the no team has scored four penalties in four games in a row in MLS history. Then literally just before we came live on air, um, Goff tweeted out the injury report. It's Roberta's gone. Garay's gone. All that's left. And it's a questionable. It's Canouse. And he's yeah. got, currently got a groin injury. So, And that is questionable. So that's the closest we've had in a, an incredibly long time to having a completely clean medical record. Yeah. And, and if they keep it that way, uh, you know, this is, you know, yeah. When we talk about last season and it it was the story throughout the entire season, like there wasn't a time where that injury list had a bunch of notable names on it or, you know, really tested uh, or, or, you know, I would say go went beyond testing the depth of DC United. I think it stretched it, uh, kind of beyond its breaking point. Um, and, and really they they played the best they could with that situation um but yeah you know it was it was a little scary kind of with gressel and seeing seeing how he is but you know he's he's back in training and uh he should be fit uh for the chicago match so uh yeah no uh, this is fantastic um yeah uh with canals questionable i imagine he'll probably uh get subbed in at some point um 
yeah no feels good feels really good it really does um other things i've got to know key players for them obviously they're major major player is uh Jordan Shikiri, who I think we all know who he is unless yep. you've been living under a big rock recently very then familiar G- from FIFA 12 <laughs> I mean I think we're, I think we're, I think there's something else that we're more familiar with uh and I think it's the fact that he used to play for Stoke and yeah. Liverpool yep so so yes uh, he's got a mean left foot on him Mean, yeah. mean left foot. Um, other and key only players. thirty. Yeah, he's he's been around a long time. Yeah, but then saying that, twenty twelve, he would have been what twenty, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So not doing too badly for his age. No. Then Casper Shabalka. and I think I pronounced that right. Yep, first time. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take that. Um, he's obviously recently signed from uh, Philly during this uh, last transfer window, and he, he's someone who has scored against us previously. So he's he's a big guy. Yeah. He's again someone else who's got a good left foot on him, and he knows where the back of the net. So he's someone we really need to keep an eye on. Um, hasn't scored yet this season, as you mentioned. Chicago have yet to score this season. But going on to the next key player, they've yet to concede a goal. That's yep. thanks to uh, Gabriel Slanina, who is 18-year-old, young goalkeeper, who is really destined for big things. He's looking good. He's mm. a he's definitely a future US men's national team number one. And so far, he has been likened to uh, Jean-Louis Buffon. <sighs> ah, I love it. Yeah. No, that's yeah. great. That's, that's a heck of a name to be associated with. Yeah. It, it's just... So... Getting past him is going to be a tricky one. So we need uh, Kamara and Estrada to be on top of their games, you know, to add their uh, two goal tallies so far. Um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a tough game. I'm looking forward to it. Whether we'll douse the fire, as uh, <laughs> as this uh, show is uh, aptly named, I don't know. Um, it's just, it's going to be an incredibly tough one. I can't really call it too many ways. Um, I don't think we'll get beat. It's we're right at home. It's it's not it's not a game we should even contemplate getting getting beat by. Even though they've got a great keeper, they've got a great uh, midfielder in Shakiri. They've got a really good striker in Shabalko. We still really shouldn't be looking at a defeat on this one. We've got that great record against them over the last what five six years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I I still think we'll win this one. Um, but Tom, who isn't here this evening, um, as predicted, no, 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 bear in mind, guys, <laughs> we've said Chicago haven't scored and haven't conceded. Tom, if you're listening right future, now, if you're in the chat right there, national team keeper on their uh, roster, do you want a- along to, with our Timmy Howard? Yeah, he's gone with three, two. That's bonkers. That's a wild prediction. That's, um, I mean, I assume he's giving us the win uh, on that one. The the three goes to DC. Um, That's crazy. Like, I'm not even anywhere in that ballpark. Uh, I want to say, like, this will be a very similar result to what we had against Cincinnati. Um, Yeah. In fact, I would I would almost go as far as to say I think 
you know, it, it, it's interesting. I, I think Chicago has firepower. Ugh, that was a oh, bad Oh, no. Um, <laughs> no. And, <laughs> uh, I think, I yeah, I think both teams will concede. And I don't know. I'm not super confident on our attacking third yet. Yeah. Not super confident. So unfortunately, I don't know. This is weird, but um, I I predict a one-one draw on this. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean that's understandable why you would go with that. So let me just type that in, Daniel. One-one. I'm still I'm still going to go with a win. Um, and Stu's just uh, got gone in with a uh, the prediction there. He is going with a 2 1 win. So, both okay. teams going. I mean, I like it. It's close to my prediction, but not quite. As you is obviously a member of uh, DC UK. So, if you want to come and join us, just head over to dcunitedkingdom.com forward slash membership. And, and Heather is chat. calling out Tom on, on his the disrespect. Honestly, Tom it is disrespectful. The disrespect. That. Yeah. On on the house of Hamid, sir. <laughs> and uh, Heather has just pulled in with her prediction, which, lo and behold, is actually my prediction. It's a 2-0 okay. to DC. Yeah. Okay, I like it. I, I still think we're going we're gonna to have our opening three wins, our opening three clean sheets, which I've looked back and... Based on years gone by, and there's games where we've won on penalties, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm putting those down as draws because you know in in modern day terms those would have been draws. Yeah. We have never done three games opening the with nine points. That'd be wild. Um, that would be that would be incredible if we can do I, that. The only thing that in in you know a lot of people are saying this is a soft schedule. I think. I don't think Chicago is as soft as people are kind of portraying them as at this point. Um, Two thing, or, you know, a couple things are really kind of sticking out in terms of what I'm kind of, you know, picking on with DC is their transition um, just has been poor. Uh, You know, you rightly pointed out uh, in that first game, uh, Smith uh, played a bit too high, uh, let a couple runs get past. And, um, you know, in this game, that was sort of the early part of the game was, uh, especially with that offside that got called back. I can't remember the guy who got that called on, but, um, you know, that was dangerous. And we're not going to get lucky with those calls. Uh, or with those VARs uh, as much. You know, it, it is nice to see some calls kind of going DC's way uh, this year, but that's not something you can kind of lean on. Um, and I would also say, yeah, with the servicing in the box, uh, that was not great uh, in in the Cincinnati game. So um, I think DC, they just have to, they have to stretch the field. I think they need to... Uh, as, as I've said before, rely or, you know, or I guess get more physical 
uh, with the yeah. teams because they just seem to just get caught out and they aren't uh, sticking kind of with guys like they they normally should be or, you know, as, as sort of like the Losada system kind of needs them to be. So, you know, just need to see a lot more defensive presence um, and then just a lot more uh, proactive balls into the box. Uh, Because you look at it between Cincinnati and D.C. with the shot markers, Cincinnati just had had way more uh, and they were just going for any and every shot. So more, you know, just more chances. That's that's what this team needs. Definitely. That's 100 percent. So just to recap the predictions. So Tom said three, two. I'm not sure he's really thought this one through. I mean, I think that first game's gone to his head. When he got but, that but, line, absolutely bang on, but, you know. No, mm. this is... Mm. Mm. So yeah, I mean, 3-2 will be fun to watch. That's oh, going to yeah. be an 100%. incredible game, but... Yeah. <laughs> oh. I'm all for that. Absolutely. I just think it's going to be a KG 1-1. That's just, I, you know, this team still needs to find, and this has been the story since last year, is they need to find their, you know, sort of mojo in the attacking third. And that's just that's just not there yet. So yeah. we'll have to see what happens. But yeah. You're, you're happy with your 1-1? One, one? Yep. Cool. And I'm sticking with my 2-0. Um, so next up... Let me get let me get the video right. Ready? It is MLS one oh one. So Daniel. Am I putting myself five? I've I've got the timer ready. Okay. I've got the stopwatch ready, so I will time you on this. But before we start, um, do briefly tell us what is it you're going to take us through this week? So being that uh, VAR or VAR has uh, kind of had a big presence in the opening games for DC United, I wanted to kind of go over, you know, what it's all about and and where, you know, where it sort of steps in, where its limitations are. It also gives some context uh, to where it kind of started. Uh, so I think it's got an interesting history and in how it kind of bounced uh, between Europe, the United States, and then eventually got wide adoption. Um, it's, it's super interesting. And then, you know, a, a little cameo from uh, Howard Webb, of, of oh, professional referees it, yeah. organization fame. So, uh, <laughs> cool. Right. Um, I will count you in. Yes. I've got the stopwatch at the ready. So, let's see how long you take to do MLS 101 all about VAR. So, in three, two, one. So the idea of VAR started kicking around in the Netherlands kind of in the early 2010s. I want to say like 2010, 2011, uh, but it didn't get implemented until the 2012-2013 season for the Eredivisie. Uh, It was mostly operated in a testing capacity uh, and then eventually uh, moved on uh, to wider implementation uh, through the International Football Association board. Uh, However, FIFA president Sepp Blatter at the time was very much against uh, VAR uh, and, and talked about the purity of the game. He wanted it to be pretty much calls on the field. You know, purity of the game, 
very funny coming from the guy who in 2015 was fostering uh, one of the most corrupt uh, scandals in FIFA history. So uh, with the new president coming in, Johnny Infantino, uh, he was much more receptive to it and then really kind of gave a green light to having wider testing uh, in the world. So in 2018, it was tested in uh, USL in a match, but I was not able to find uh, what that match was. But it was implemented in full in, interestingly enough, the Australian A-League. Uh, and then in 2017, Major League Soccer. Uh, or tw- No, it was in 2017 in, in the A-League and then later adopted by Major League Soccer. Uh, this led to FIFA utilizing VAR in the 2018 World Cup uh, and then followed by uh, Serie A, uh, Premier League, Champions League, uh, La Liga, pretty much the the big European players. Uh, the uh, the important thing to know about VAR is that it is not. It was never in, uh, sort of created to take over the on field referees. And the important distinction to make is that they are kind of a security blanket or a double check for the referees that are on the field. So to picture it, you have uh, three guys or, you know, <laughs> guys and girls or whatever it is uh, in kind of a media room. Think of it as like just a blank space and they've got like TV set across. It's a very minority report. And they are looking at all these different angles of the action. And really what happens is if a call ha- or if something happens with a goal, a uh, red card, foul, whatever, they will always have kind of a double check going on. So they are on a three second delay. This gives them time to kind of review footage. And if something comes up, they can speak to the referee and say, hey, we want you to double check this or, you know, uh, you know, Anyways, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm getting lost in my thoughts. Uh, so where it doesn't necessarily re- apply or where they can't n- really make a bunch of calls, at least in MLS, is in offside. So in European leagues, they do have a virtual offside line uh, that is used and can sometimes uh, overturn uh, offside calls or make offside calls. That has never been implemented in Major League Soccer. And that that is thanks in part to Howard Webb and how he sort of views the role of VAR for better or worse in MLS. Uh, for him, he's not a guy who wants VAR to kind of get caught in the minutia of the game. So, you know, he he doesn't really want them sort of stopping the game or wasting time. Uh, his other thing is he's not comfortable with the idea of virtual offside because there's just... As opposed to other European stadiums, they don't have kind of like the angles that are set up at those larger leagues. Uh, so he's sort of this guy that, you know, he he has embraced the technology, but he has rightfully, I'd say, uh, taken a mostly hands-off approach or, you know, sort of had VAR as the a sort of entity that backs up the referees. So... In essence, you've got people watching screens up top and they are talking to the referee and they will say, you know, uh, if, if something happens, 
they are sort of in his earpiece. And then, you know, if it comes down to it, where if he needs to review a red card call or a yellow card, uh, some sort of infraction or a goal, he will, uh, you know, do this famous, you know, sort of TV box line and then uh, go to the screen to review the footage. Uh, And that is, in essence, how VAR works. Where'd I come in on? Well, what do you think you came in on? Oh, you know, I've got, man. So I gloss over a whole, I have a whole bunch of paragraphs on my laptop right now. And I gloss over a bunch, but, um, you know, I want to say that was probably like a solid four. Okay. So your time. Hey, hey, hey. Four minutes, Ah, 47.88. Get that is incredibly close so fair play on that one i mean what can you say that that was a good overview i mean the the big thing for me is to me mls does it in uses var in a great way yeah um there is things and this is not picking on mls in any way this is just picking up on var as a whole is that they really need to be they really need to get into the minutiae of it, as you said. To me, that's where that's where rugby does it incredibly well. So if you've never watched Rugby Union, um, you're in the USA, go and get um, the Rugby Network app. It is fantastic. It's got a lot of stuff on there, and you can watch pretty much every single game that is played in Major League Rugby, um, including our very own Old Glory DC. <laughs> nice. I've, w- I've actually watched a couple of games and man we are rubbish oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we are awful that's a bummer um, oh, man. but you know it's um, it's just great to see that um, Rupees there's a f- proper full professional league they've got they've got the conference so it's it's proper an American take on on rugby it's rugby union as well so it's not um there's two versions of rugby there's rugby league and rugby union um if you follow rugby union you're doing it right if you're following rugby uh, rugby league you might as well just not watch rugby yeah um, yeah um but it's great it's they use um they call it tmo so they call it a test match official um or television sorry not test match television match official and they're constantly watching the game and they're always in the referees he's saying uh, offside or um, around the neck or something like that depending on what the actual incident is so the ref can then just blow um, or wait until there's a break in the in the game then they'll literally they'll have like the big uh, over here in England they'll have the big um, television screens in the stadium where all the fans can see it and they'll just watch watch that. Oh, yeah. Okay. The fans are involved. They hear what's happening. Um, if they've got the right, the refs mic'd up onto the actual speaker system. But the refs are always mic'd up for uh, TV at home. Yeah. So you're always hearing what the t- uh, TMO is saying, what the referee is saying, hear what the players are saying. Um, which, if you're a football fan, you know that's probably not a good thing because there's. Uh, there's a few expletives being said but in rugby you don't get that you've got huge respect for the referee and it's great it doesn't take too long 
they know what they're doing. Obviously, they've had a lot of practice with it. And it really doesn't add too much to the game. There's a few times where it has. Um, point in case there was a game between England and South Africa, down in South Africa. And half is meant to be 40 minutes. And it ended up being 60 minutes. Wow. <clears throat> Excuse me because of all the delays and the stoppages and everything. Um, but then they can also say um, the ref can stop the time as well. So you don't go into added time. It's literally once the 40 minutes is up, the next stop and play, that's it. End of the half. Um, so for me, they do it in the right way. There's a lot football can learn from it. It's not to say that we should take every, literally lift and shift it. There are some things which we shouldn't do. Um but which is literally well, look at every single thing we shouldn't do that with the football flows a lot more it's a lot quicker than rugby so but you know we do it we do it well mm-hmm. in football there's always room for improvements and there's always th- things that we can learn from other sports so that's like my that. take on VAR so well, but yeah I mean, if you haven't for for a spell, uh, well, at, at least during the MLS's back tournament, um, they actually had uh, it set up where they had the referees mic'd up, and when they were conversing with VAR, they they had the full yeah. dialogue between them, and they have more or less stopped that, which which is kind of a shame. But I can understand because you know all the teams were at that complex in Florida and it was probably really easy to kind of like get all that going. Um, Whereas kind of with uh, logistics between the different stadiums, that's probably a a different kind of order, but um, no, yeah, no, that's super cool. And yeah, I, I want to say, you know, this is probably something that will be adjusted and fine tuned over the year, but VAR is pretty much set to stay. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's definitely not going anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anywhere anytime soon. <laughs> Jesus. It just takes me off guard. Oh god. I'm... Is it is it England in the eighties all over again? What is this? <laughs> oh we've got scurvy. That's what it is. <laughs> um but yeah, that's that's VAR really I mean that's something we could end up chatting about for quite a long time but um, we do have a couple of questions that have come in one on uh, well both come in from Instagram I'm just going to check and see if we've had any more through no from the looks of it Um, so first question came through and it was just after the Cincinnati game actually someone left a comment on one of the posts that I uh, put up there and I don't think they were particularly happy, especially with um, who was it? Who went, who went off injured? Uh, well, Naiman was sent off, and I think obviously Knaus has been out injured. So two of our yeah. main central midfielders out, which leaves us with Jafal and yeah. Skundrich, White in the midfield, um, and Victor has asked. Um, Owners out, off front, office out. One has to go because this squad is unacceptable. Wow. So it's a very hot question. It's something that I don't want to say this or the other because we don't know the ins and outs fully of what happens and who picks the players, who to sign and things like that. Hopefully that comes in a mini series later down the year. Yeah. Um, Oh, still working on that uh, with this awesome person who's uh, 
kind of hopefully uh, we're going to build this mini series. Um, but we, I mean, Hernan um, said it in the post match presser where we are light in midfield and something has to change on that. Yeah. <laughs> there is something does need to change big time and I don't think it will be the front office because there's been a huge amount of change in the front office this yep. sort of the last sort of six months with obviously Lucy Lucy has come in uh, Sean Howe who's come in as director of football we've had first team coaches come in we've had new performance analysts this that and the other that's all changed in the front office what hasn't changed is the owners mm-hmm now, be whatever your thoughts are. The owners, the current owners, have actually done quite a lot for the club in terms of things like we've got Audi Field. That's fantastic. That's great. Yes, a lot of hard work and went into that, and there was some friction and things didn't go quite according to plan. But they haven't really put their money where their mouths are. No, and and there are a lot of facets um kind of going on uh, just just around the kind of like uh you know you want to say with like the uh supporter groups there was uh, a lot of lack of communication that happened uh yeah. and and sort of rightfully there was uh i want to say oh was it tom hunt or something there was a guy who was ousted um because he really kind of uh failed on a lot of fronts when it came to how DC was positioning themselves um, mm. with with their supporter groups um, and made uh, made a mountain out of not even a molehill. There was no molehill uh, yeah. there. Um, it was yeah. Um, I you know to, to me being um, the kind of the the union guy that I am. You know I am I am very much like ownership upper people are always the problem so yeah. you know that's that's where i'll always be um but no there there has been so much change with the front office um with a lot of the uh support positions um you know new fitness trainer and just all this stuff going on it, it's too fresh to say you know they need to go uh it, it it was it was a rough um, transfer uh, window to see uh, being that, but you know there there is still you know the window in and of itself uh, is is open till May fourth. It's a totally separate window that I think in and maybe that's another topic for a MLS one hundred and one. But there is a window that's still open right now. Um, but yeah, you know it took a hot minute for any movement to really happen mm. yeah. this year. Uh, now, whether that meant, you know, things had to fall into place in terms of getting some GAM, getting some transfer money, uh, you know, between the um, Paredes and uh, Ariola uh, moves, um, maybe just things had to happen. But yeah, no, uh, this is, it's too early to say, you know, especially with uh, Losada, um, this is you you got to give a coach and sort of the people who he surrounds himself with uh or herself um three years you 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 have to give that um otherwise um you end up just in an awful state and so yeah no uh we'll just have to see how this shakes out 
So yeah, not definitely. really making a decision at this point. Yeah. I don't know whether obviously the fact that um, the ownership group also owns Swansea City as well. I don't know whether that plays into it or not. It's yeah. it's one of the things where obviously they've got to help fund Swansea City who aren't in the, the greatest financial state um, mm-hmm. because they've not been in the Premiership for so long. So they don't have parachute payments. They don't. They've got this fantastic stadium, which yeah. obviously still will need maintenance and all that jazz yeah it's a tricky one um and i know the swansea city fans they they probably want to have something change on their end as well so we're both both club fans are in a similar sort of position where we want the investment but because the ownership kind of own two clubs it's kind of difficult to put your money into just into one so they're probably trying to get this fine balance and i don't envy them on that side i think so yeah there's there's things there's reasons behind stuff why things happen and i don't think any of us will ever be privy to it but yeah it is what it is um we just gotta hope that we get some good signings in and things kick on so next question and the last question Will we see Jafal start on Saturday night? Now, this depends on whether Knaus is actually questionable and whether he's fit. But it could be a, it could be a thing where Jafal starts and Knaus comes on later to get some minutes in. It just depends on how fit Knaus actually is. But then do you really want uh, Skundrich and Jafal... That's it. It's a it's a it, tricky one, isn't it? You want that you want someone with experience in there, don't you? Exactly. And that and, and I am not knocking in terms of talent or what they can contribute. Because actually, you know, for what it's worth, uh, you know, Skundrich um put in a you know, it was it was modest if if you know good night against Cincinnati. Yeah. Um but for sure, you know, yeah, uh Canals just brings a, a lot more um just overall. To that position so yeah uh i think you could i think you bite the bullet and and you have canal start and you have skundrich uh just like usual so keep it going yeah yeah i mean i i i've been impressed with uh sorry i, I have been impressed with uh jafal what mm-hmm. i've seen of him so far he's got a good pass on him whether that that means that it could be canals and jafal starting because Knauss obviously sits back that bit and Jafal is obviously the kind of guy who would go a little bit further forward. Mm-hmm. We could see that as well. So there's, there is different ways. I mean, yes, we've only got three central midfielders. Uh, to be fair, there's also Garay as well. Right. It was, uh, it was now completely off the uh, injury list. But even, even then that, yeah, he's yeah, completely yeah, inexperienced, but exactly. he, would, he would never start. You, yeah. But he's also could be someone who could go on the bench. So it could be a case of we might have Jafal and um, Garay on the bench, or we could have Jafal and Skundrich on the bench. No, sorry, Jafal and Skundrich, uh, Skundrich and Garay on the bench. It's something that we can potentially play around with. So we do have the options there. Once Nyman's back from suspension, then we do have we have, technically have five, technically six with. Um, TKD as well because he's I don't know what the heck's happened to him he's just he didn't even make the bench last week and we had a spare spot 
Yeah. What has happened to TKD? That's uh, a yeah. And there you go. Um, but that that was the last question um, that we've got for the show. The last bit that we've got to do is get some guest DC who answers. Let me actually just take that uh, question away. There we go. So, just as a reminder, this guy uh, was born on June fourteenth, nineteen ninety, in Dallas, Texas. He uh, was named. Wait, well, he won the Parade Boys Soccer National High School Player of the Year in 2008. What a title to have. But it wasn't his only title. We'll come on to the other one later. And after that, he signed for Club Bruges in Belgium. Um, After the 2009 Under-20 Men's World Cup, he was then sold to FSV Mainz in Germany under Thomas Tuchel. Um, So current Chelsea boss. And he played there for three and a half years mostly appearing for the reserves team. He was then signed by DC United on July 3rd, 2013, after being picked up in the waiver draft. Then he made his DC debut two weeks later against the Revs. Um, He then scored his first goal for the club in August 3rd, um, after netting a pass from Connor Doyle um, against the Montreal Impact. And then Jeffrey... Oh, I've just given it away there. God damn it. Oh. <laughs> <Whoops>. <laughs> um, um, so Daniel, who, who do you think it is? I I don't even know. I you even gave it away, and I like that name doesn't even. No. No. Uh, so the guy who retired in 2018 at the age of 28. <laughs> wow. Jared Jeffrey. Now, I know some people who, if they're oh. watching from or listening from their Discord channels, they'll know all about Jared Jeffrey. He seems to be a bit of a cult hero. Don't know why, but it's Jared Jeffrey. Um, he made, what was it, 68 appearances for DC United. So it's not like he yeah. didn't play for us, scored five goals, uh, was on loan at Richmond Kickers. Um, but next time I will try not to give it away straight away. <laughs> that, that was a time that was probably the height of me going to DC United games. And you still didn't know. As he just completely passed you by. <laughs> I bit, yeah. I, I don't even know if passed me by. I I I was asleep as he went through town. I don't know. I that that doesn't even strike me. Hell, I remember Taylor Kemp. I could name oh, Taylor who Kemp. Who doesn't remember? That volley. That volley against RSL. <laughs> Everybody oh, knows Taylor man. Kemp. Yeah, no, that is well played on that one. That one yeah. was, that got me. I mean, it was a toss up between him and someone else who was. Um, around that sort of time. I'll, I won't use them because I think it's a bit of a difficult one, but it was, uh, where is he? Rob Vincent? <laughs> Englishman. Where are you getting these names? <laughs> like <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> well, okay. So like when you, when you do your selection yeah. for guest DC who, uh, like what is your method? Do you just like, do you have a bunch of names that you just have Random. in a, 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That- so there's literally a list um, of everyone who's ever played for DC United. Yeah. Uh, so it's literally just gone through that and just gone. Who shall I pick this week? <laughs> I do keep a record of who I've picked. So I don't pick the same player twice, but right. um, yeah, there's a lot of players on there. So this feature can go on for quite some time. And obviously as time goes on, we have more players. So it just feels like it's never, it's never going to yeah, end. It's perfect. Yes. I just, um, I just can't wait for the Bronco Boscovich episode. I'm going to, I'm going to light up when I'm going to do that, that the one when you're yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Great. That would be, that would be poetic. Yeah, it would be. So that is the end of this week's show. Um, we are, like I said, we've got uh, Chicago fire this weekend. Um, we should be back. Uh, I'm just checking, making, thinking about it. Yeah. We should be back next week, next Thursday, usual time. Um, but as always, Daniel, where can people find you? Yeah, uh, so brand new handle. Uh, it's Professor DCUK on both Instagram and uh, Twitter. Um, yeah, no, the, you know, like I always say, just find find me in the chat. Uh, I I love kind of keeping track of what's going on in the supporter group. And yeah, no, it's a it's a good time. And um, yeah, no, I, I go all over the place with uh, what I post. So if you're if you like soccer, but you know, whatever else strikes your fancy, give me a follow. I mean, I just love that time when you when you were doing anime with footballers' heads. I yeah. So I've had I've run into a really busy time <laughs> lately, so I haven't kept that project up. But uh, I will I will have something again soon. I've got yeah. some stuff I'm working on absolutely it'd be awesome to see but uh from me anywhere you want to help support the show whether it's following us on socials whether it is giving this little video a like or subscribing to the channel or subscribing to the podcast just hit the link which is bio.link forward slash dc night kingdom you'll see it in the show notes just below um there's lots of links on there whether you want to buy some merchandise like daniel is wearing there which is a lovely cherry blossom jersey an actual proper jersey and how is the fit daniel it's fantastic i i love the way it feels it just and like i said like it is uh one of those kits you just have to kind of see in person just um i love kind of like the white stitching you have like right here along with the dc flag with the cherry blossom stars um when i when i first saw it and i saw kind of like just the splash of cherry blossom i was i was a little bit like "Mm," but i was like no i i I, it's a it's a cool shirt overall but once it came in the mail then you see it in the flesh like it is just a super super cool kit there you go so get yourself on that and get it and just buy one why yeah. not it's not the most expensive thing it's not as expensive as this thing that, i can tell you that for free so um, what what did you have to pay total for that what, what does that come out in pounds many <laughs> many monies Fair enough. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know privately on that yeah Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so head on to onto that link, buy.link forward slash DC Night Kingdom. It has the merchandise links. It has the uh, Cherry Blossom direct link on that one and all the links to the socials. So you can follow us and just hit us up. And also on there is the membership 
as well. So if you want to come and join us over at DC UK, we do have a private chat group. So that is always banging all the time. Literally, it feels like 24-7. Stu, bless him, uh, came back to 387 unread messages. That just shows you how banging our chat is. So come and join us. Come and contribute to that. It's always brilliant. Um, and everyone is welcome. Though It's completely yeah. free to do so. But if you yeah. want to help contribute to the running of the show, making this as big as possible, then there is a pay to you as well. So you'll also get an exclusive members t-shirt. Um, other than that, that's pretty much it. So as always, we have to sign off with what we say, which is, until next time, Famos United. Douse the fire. Douse the fire.